Welcome to Theories of the Third Kind. Welcome to Theories of the Third Kind. My name is Aaron, and I am one of your hosts. There's one other host that is joining me today, Daniel Sun. Hey guys, what's up? Now real quick, before we start today's episode, I just want to say like always, that if you would like to support the show, then there's a few ways that you could do that. One of the ways is Patreon. Each week we release a Patreon-exclusive episode that only Patreon supporters can get access to. To sign up, it's only $5 a month, which is only 16 cents a day. Not only do you get an extra episode per week for that $5, but you also get access to our entire back catalog of past Patreon episodes. In total, we have over 73 extra Patreon episodes, which is over 85 extra hours of listening pleasure for your ear holes. So to see a full list of those Patreon episodes, go to our website, theoriesofthethirdkind.com, click on our Patreon episodes tab, and there will be an entire list of those Patreon-exclusive episodes that we have published. Also, today we added another Patreon-exclusive episode which is over exorcisms. So you get access to that episode as well as all the others for just $5. Now, if you can't afford a Patreon membership, but you want to help us out, then you can leave us a written review on iTunes, and that helps us out a lot. However, don't feel pressured to leave us one. If you don't want to, that's fine. We just want you guys, girls, aliens, reptilians, Bigfoot, Sasquatches, Chupacabras, ghosts, Illuminati members, underground lizard people, whoever or whatever you are, to enjoy the show. And that is the end of the announcements. Actually, we have one more. Uh, Some of you may be wondering where Hans is at. Well, he is currently still fighting COVID. And as of today, which is October 10th, when we're recording this, he is currently in the hospital admitted. So yeah, if you want to go find him on Instagram, send him a message, send him well wishes so he can make a full recovery and come back. But we suspect he won't be back for, what, a couple more episodes at least? Yeah. So that's just a little heads up in case you were wondering where he was at. All right, so let's get into today's episode, which is over the black-eyed children. So how this episode will go today is that we'll go over what are the black-eyed children, the origins of them, some stories of people who have encountered them, strange facts and findings, theories, and of course, wrap it all up with our own personal thoughts and theories. So with that being said, let's get into today's episode. Some say they are demons, or offshoots of other creatures like fairies, or even ghosts. With solid black eyes, they arrive at your home in the middle of the night, unannounced. They knock on your door, waiting to be invited in. Who or what are these children? Can we come in? Join us as we invite in the Black-Eyed Children. 
So what are these black-eyed children exactly? Well, before we discuss in detail exactly what they are, I figured it would be best if we told a quick story about a couple who encountered these children. So this story will kind of help us better understand what they are. So Dan, do you want to start it off for us? Now, this story starts way back in March of 2001. A newly married couple named Steve and Jessica were asleep in their home in Austin, Texas. At 2 a.m., there's a loud knock on their front door. Jessica wakes her husband Steve up and tells him to go answer the door. Steve walked to the front door and slowly opened it. Standing there on his front porch is a young boy around the age of six years old, all by himself. The boy is dressed in normal clothing and staring at the ground. Steve asked the young boy if he was okay and where were his parents. The boy says that his parents will be there soon and asks if he can come wait inside. My parents will be here soon. Can I come wait inside? All while he continues to stare at the ground. Steve reluctantly agrees and lets the boy inside. The young boy walks inside the living room while continuing to stare at the ground. Jessica hears what's going on and walks inside the living room. Upon seeing the boy, Jessica asks him if he is okay and where are his parents. The boy never looks up and just states that he is thirsty and would like a drink, please. I'm thirsty. Can I have a drink, please? Jessica and Steve look at each other because this time the boy's voice was a little different. Jessica says okay and goes into the kitchen to get him a glass of water. Upon arriving back in the living room, Jessica notices that the child has not moved from the spot that he had previously been standing in. However, her husband, on the other hand, Steve, was sitting on the couch with his head placed in his hands. Jessica hands the boy the glass of water, and for the first time, he looks up at her. His eyes are completely black. The child then asks if he can use the restroom. Jessica hesitantly says sure and points to the restroom down the hallway. As soon as the child enters the restroom, Jessica turns to Steve and asks him if he saw the child's eyes. Steve just responds by telling her that he doesn't feel well and to make the child leave. Of course, Jessica is confused by this and asks Steve what is wrong. Before he could answer, Jessica notices that the boy is already out of the bathroom, standing in the middle of their hallway, staring at her. The boy then says loudly, My parents are here. The child goes to the front door and walks out, leaving the front door wide open. As he is walking down the driveway, Jessica notices that there are two really tall men in dark suits standing next to a car at the end of their driveway. Now, even though she's a little freaked out by this child, she still decides to wave goodbye to him. But none of them react, not the child nor the two individuals standing by the vehicle. All three of them get into the vehicle and drive away. A few days after this incident, Jessica and Steve's dog and one of their two cats went missing. Then a day after that, they came home and found the last remaining cat dead in a puddle of blood 
in the middle of their living room. A little over a month after that, Steve continued to feel under the weather. He decided to go to the doctor. While there, he was diagnosed with a very rare form of cancer. Jessica, on the other hand, started sleepwalking every night. She awoke often to herself standing in the middle of the hallway where the child stood, the end of the driveway, or in front of their bathroom mirror. She did state that she had never previously sleptwalked before this started occurring to her. So that is the story. And apparently, people all around the world are experiencing this. And from what we have found, all these encounters follow a very similar pattern to Jessica and Steve's encounter. These children would often appear and disappear without explanation. They are between the ages of 5 to 16 years old, and all of them have completely blacked out eyes. They speak oddly, as if what they are speaking isn't their native language. They are often very demanding and pushy. They request entry into your home, car, or life in some way. Whenever they appear, the individual who sees them often immediately begins to feel an overwhelming sense of dread. Sometimes, though, in extremely unusual instances, people have reported that some of these children have talon-like feet. But overall, these children look like normal kids, but they have blacked out eyes, and sometimes they have talon feet. So bird feet, I guess. That's kind of weird. Yeah, if I saw a child with a bird feet, that'd freak me out more than blacked out eyes. But that's just me personally. Hell yeah. So that leads us to the question, when did all of this begin, and what is the earliest encounter of these black-eyed children? Well, that's what we're going to get into right now. So, Aaron, tell us about the origins of these children. So, me and Dan did some digging to see when the first reported encounter of these black-eyed children was, and this is what we found. So, on a Ghost Hunter forum in 1998, and a forum as in, like, a website you go to to chat with other individuals, in 1998, an individual named Brian Bethel claimed to have encountered black-eyed children in Abilene, Texas. Now, he ended up making a post about his encounter, and this is what he said. One evening in the spring of 1996, I was driving around running errands. I decided to pull off the road and park my car in front of a movie theater so that I could write a check out as payment for a bill that I was heading to go pay. As I was writing the check, two boys, around the ages of 9 and 12, both wearing hoodies, knocked on my driver's side window. I was immediately gripped by an incomprehensible, soul-wrecking fear, and I did not know why. I cracked my car window and asked the two boys what they wanted. The boys wanted to see if I could give them a ride home. They said that they had left their money at their house and wanted to go get it so that they could come back and see the Mortal Kombat movie that was playing at the theater. Side note, that is a great movie, by the way. The original Mortal Kombat, great. The new Mortal Kombat, two thumbs down. Had some good parts, but eh. Yeah, I didn't like it. Original way better. All right, sorry, go ahead. It was weird. As they talked, this irrational fear continued and grew inside me larger and larger. I had no reason to be frightened of the two boys, but I terribly was. 
Also, I noticed that on the movie theater front board, which showed the times of which movies started, it showed that Mortal Kombat had already begun. I decided to tell the boys that even if I did drive them home to get money, that they would miss most of the movie anyways. However, the boys kept saying stuff to me like, it wouldn't take long. We're just two little kids. We don't have a gun or anything. They just kept repeating that over and over again, the same lines. The lines they were saying kind of put me in sort of a trance. I shook my head and broke the almost trance-like state I was in, but as soon as I did, something changed. My mind exploded in a vortex of all-consuming terror. Both boys stared at me with cold black eyes, soulless orbs like the darkest night sky. I was full-on freaked out, screaming on the inside, all while trying to appear completely sane and calm. I made whatever excuses came to mind, all of them designed to get me the hell out of there. I wrapped my hand around the gear shift, threw the car into reverse, and began to roll up the window, apologizing while doing it. The boys began to bang sharply on the window as I rolled it up. They started to scream. We, we can't, can't come, come in unless you tell us it's okay. Let us in. I then drove out of the parking lot in fear. I was surprised I didn't sideswipe a car or two along the way. I quickly looked into my rearview mirror before peeling out into the night, and both of the boys were gone. Even if they had ran away, I don't believe there was any place they could have hidden from my view that quickly. So shortly after Brian made that post on the Ghost Hunter forum, they started receiving an influx of individuals claiming that they too have experienced these black-eyed children. However, nobody offered any physical evidence. So as these stories started to spread across the internets, they often shared common elements like we stated earlier. The person encountering these black-eyed children were just going about his or her normal activities throughout the day when this random-ass child with black eyes would appear. Also, one thing worth noting is that supposedly these black-eyed children are more likely to approach people who already know about them. So, yeah. Sorry about that. Yeah, we are not responsible for any encounters that happen with black-eyed children. Just a FYI. Nope. Oh, um, also, another thing... After Brian made that post about his encounter on that ghost hunter form, uh, many people started contacting him, wanting to do interviews, you know, asking him if his story was real, stuff like that. Even to this day, people still contact him, asking him questions, but he rarely does interviews. But in the interviews that he has given, which are just a few, he is still keeping to his word that his story is 100% factual and it truly did happen to him. Which, good for him. Yeah. If it's true, there's no reason to change the story up. Yep. So that is the origin of the Black Eyed Children. Now, let's transition and get into a couple of other individuals that have had the encounters with these children. So this first encounter that we're going to talk about happened in Staffordshire, England. So this occurred in September of 2014. The Daily Star newspaper there in England ran several full front page stories about a black eyed girl who was terrorizing the individuals in this area of England. 
a paranormal investigator named Lee Brickley decided to head there to England to personally investigate it themselves. Lee wrote about what he discovered. He said that a local woman was doing the dishes late one night and suddenly heard a terrifying scream come from outside. She described the scream of that of a child. The woman decided to run outside and search the tree line of the forest that was surrounding her house. The woman walked the tree line to try and find the child, but didn't see anyone. She stopped walking as she thought she heard someone walking right behind her. The woman turned around and all of a sudden there was a girl dressed in white standing still. She stated that the young girl had her hands over her eyes as if she was waiting for a birthday cake. The woman asked the strange young girl if she was okay, which seemed to prompt her to take her hands from her face and open her eyes. The eyes were completely black. No iris, no white, nothing. The woman was startled, jumped back, lost her footing and fell over. When she looked up again, the girl was gone. All right, so that was the story of what happened there in England. And if it doesn't freak you out enough, we have a little bit more information about this. So the paranormal investigator that went out there, that Lee Breakley, well, he was questioned on why he went to go investigate this matter himself. Well, he stated that his aunt had witnessed this same girl over 30 years earlier in 1982. He stated that she had heard a young girl calling for help before seeing a girl dressed in white running away from her. Lee's aunt caught up to her and placed a hand on her shoulder to see if she was okay. When the girl turned around, his aunt could see that her eyes were completely black. The girl then turned back around and continued to run before disappearing. So that's all weird, right? And supposedly, there's a ton more stories like this from that area in England. But just like always, you know what really gets me hard and what gets me just going is video proof. I love seeing video proof. Oh, definitely. And we happened to stumble across some video proof. Now, I know what some of you are saying. Ah, well, it may be doctored. I don't know. We'll have a link of it on our website. You can go to theoriesofthethirdkind.com, click on the drop-down menu at the top, and click on References. If you scroll down a little bit, you will see Black-Eyed Children References, and there will be a link to a YouTube video that we are about to watch. Now, this YouTube video was published in April of 2015. It is a video that was taken from a drone flying over the fields of Staffordshire. Now, this drone unintentionally caught some strange footage. So, Dan, do you want to watch that right now with me? It's sort of a short video. I believe it's only like a minute or two long. Yeah, let's watch it. And I'll kind of describe it as we're watching it. So, of course, like we stated, it's a drone flying over a, a forest. The camera zooms in and the, the drone kind of goes down a little bit and you see this woman in a white dress standing along the tree line and the woman is looking at the drone and it's so odd. 
why there would be a woman there in a white dress with long black hair. It looks like the chick from The Ring. You know the movie The Ring, Dan? Yeah, the one that comes out of the well. Oh, yeah, the one with the video, right? Yeah, that's what it looks like. She's got long black hair, a white dress on. It actually kind of does. Now, some people say that this is the woman who is terrorizing the people in England, but that this woman is also one of the black-eyed children, but one of the older ones, like one of the 15 or 16-year-olds. Oh, yeah, I was about to say, because she's pretty tall. Yeah, she is fairly tall. Hmm. You can see part of her face, and that was really pale, almost like her dress. Yeah. And, I mean, it could be somebody in makeup. Could be. You know, and this could be fake. Or it could be somebody that had escaped from a mental institution or a hospital around and is just roaming through the woods. Or it could be somebody that is possessed. We don't know. We just have this video. Uh, listeners, go take a look at it, view it, send us an email, and tell us what you think it is. Definitely freaky, though. Yeah, it is. All right, so let's move on to our next story we have. All right. Our next story comes from a user on the website Reddit. In August of 2017, a Reddit user got multiple alerts on his phone that something was triggering the motion sensor on his doorbell camera. Now, if you aren't familiar with these doorbell cameras, it's basically a doorbell with an automatic sensor in it that detects motion and it starts taking photographs. So kind of like a game camera that you'd hang up in the forest or whatever, except this is for your doorbell. So this individual decided to check the photos of what the hell was at his front door and what he saw shocked him. He decided to post that photo on Reddit with the title that said, got a notification from my smart home app in the middle of the night saying, your doorbell detected a visitor. The photo appears to be that of a black-eyed child at his door. Of course, the post got a lot of traction and people started wondering what the hell happened and if he was okay. Yeah, for a little while he wasn't responding after he made that post. However, he did come back to the post and commented and said, for all of those private messages and comments from individuals asking me if I'm alive, yes, I am. I have been very busy with a wide spectrum of things in life. This visitor has never returned, thankfully. And thank you to everyone who checked on a stranger's well-being. He also made other replies to people commenting saying, Yes, this was real. Basically, I kept getting notifications on my app that my doorbell detected a visitor. Yet, when I checked the first few times, nothing appeared. And figured it was maybe a stray dog or someone on the sidewalk being detected by the sensor. Several notifications later, I checked again, and this is what appeared. Yes, I am alive. Now, just like that video, you can go to our website, theoriesofthethirdkind.com, click on the drop-down menu at the top, and go to References. And this picture will be posted on our site for everyone to go look at. And to be honest, that doesn't look like a child. That looks like an adult. You know, older teenager to adult, yeah. It, it almost looks like the individual has a, one of those masks that you see the people on the movie Purge wearing. Sort of, yeah. That's so weird just to be completely dark, walk up to someone's doorbell and just like stare into it. Yeah, I have a whole theory behind this post right here this specific one now i don't want to go off on a tangent with theories too much 
but what if this was just a way for the doorbell company <laughs> to get people to buy doorbells, <laughs> this specific one? Because if you look in the bottom left of the photo, you see the company, the doorbell yeah. company. I think that's it, right? Vivint. V-I-V-I-N-T. Let's look them up. Vivint Smart Home Inc. is a public smart home company in the United States and Canada. It was founded by... Yeah, that's the people who provide it. So yeah, that's my theory. It's just that company trying to get publicity. People say, ooh, you captured that on your camera. I need to buy that same camera you got. See what else we catch. Yeah, and it was all made up. It was a new way for them to deliver an ad. Which, by the way, f*** them. Don't go buy their doorbells. I haven't even heard of them. Neither have I. Until now. Yeah. All right, so let's talk about this next story we got. All right, so we have one more story that we're going to talk about, and this one is also from Reddit. It's pretty descriptive. So this story was posted in January of 2021, and the user says, I have spent decades in the military intelligence community, so I don't want to put out too much information about myself on a public forum. However, I am curious if there are any other experiences that overlap my own. So we lived off base in this rundown community that looks like any other rundown community you'd find anywhere else next to a military installation. The apartment complex itself was nice by the standards of the rest of the buildings in our area. At 12.30 a.m. on a Friday morning, I was woken up by a series of knocks on my heavy wooden door. I have a rule. One series of knocks is just people messing with the neighbors, but if they really need something, they'll knock twice. There came the second series of knocks. Because my cell phone had died, I expected it to be someone from work trying to get a hold of me. I opened the door and stared down at this kid that I estimated to have been around six years old. There was so much about this kid that was bizarre. I can't say with 100% confidence that his eyes were all black orbs. I just don't know because the rest of him was such a mess. I usually avoid eye contact at most times. I can only describe him as followed. The kid's clothing was like a gray filthy hooded sweatshirt with a hood up halfway with matching sweatpants. His skin complexion, for lack of a better phrase, I would say that he was extremely pale. His hair was like a possible reddish brown, messy and dirty, but kind of short. His face was in this grimace of hatred. His expression was like someone who was sucking on the world's most sourest candy. The worst part about all this was his odor. This kid was radiating something that I've never smelled before or ever again. I've smelled decomposing bodies in war, but the closest smell that I can relate to this child was something that I experienced in ranger school. In school, due to the lack of food and rest, often guys' bodies will start to consume muscle for energy. Combined with the lack of bathing opportunities, this creates an odor that is hard to top. But this kid smelled like weaponized foulness. <laughs> That's the first time I've <laughs> ever heard anybody say that the smell is weaponized. It's terrible. Mm. So I asked this kid, can I help you? He said, my parents don't like you. I responded with, um, what'd you say, you little shit? He said, you'll be okay if you give us something great. 
I then decided to slam the door on him because I thought he was just screwing with me. I could hear him on the other side throwing a tantrum like you see toddlers in the store when their parents won't let them have something. Definitely a very strange thing to do at midnight. However, kids running around the neighborhood unsupervised was a pretty common occurrence here. I just thought of it as bad parenting. I decided to shower and threw away my clothes I was wearing because I didn't want that stench that that kid had. I didn't want it on me. I decided to go back to bed because I had been up for hours. The strange thing is that this stench kind of just lingered. I saw this kid on three other occasions. The second time I was going out to my car in the morning and he was standing in the parking lot just staring at me. When I came home, he was staring at me standing in the same spot. Then when I looked out the window hours later, he was still in that same spot just glaring at me with that same sneer at nothing. I asked my wife what she made of him and she said he wasn't bothering anything, which was a pretty low bar for that neighborhood. You know, kids would often run around vandalizing people's vehicles and apartments. I thought about calling the authorities. However, what was I going to say? There's this weird kid. He might need help because he's weird and he stinks. The truth is, is that I hated this kid. Now I have three kids of my own, so I don't just outright hate other kids. I straight up hated this kid, his smell. I hated that he existed. I felt like he was trying to target and bully me for some reason. No, I didn't want to help this kid. Also, I had these paranoid thoughts of, if this kid hates me as much as I hate him, he's going to lie to the cops and tell them that I had harmed him. It could affect my security clearance. It's best just to ignore him and this will go away. So that was that guy's experience. And he goes on to ask if anyone else had any other similar stories. Now, it was a kind of a freaky kid, but was it a black-eyed child? I don't know. Sounds similar. But what I similar. do know is that that guy should have called at least the state child protective services. In my opinion, I would have. Right. Especially the first like time meeting the kid at midnight. Yeah, kind of a douche on his part, you know. Kid just wanted to be let in. We'll let him in. So those are some stories of the black-eyed children. Now, let's hop into some strange facts and findings. So our first strange fact and finding is about photos of these children. Now, we started searching the interwebs, me and Daniel, and we scoured it, looking to see if anybody actually had photographs of these supposed black-eyed children. Now, there are three photos that we found, and we're going to go over them. So if you want to take a look at them, just like our previous videos and other stuff, you go to our website, click the drop down and click on references, and you can see these photos. So the first photo is two pictures put together, one of what looks like a girl around the age of six, seven, and you can barely make her facial features out but you can clearly see that she has all black eyes. Yep. And I have no idea why the girl next to her is placed in the photograph because she, she does not have all black eyes and she just looks like she's extremely stoned. <laughs> she does look extremely stoned. Uh, I don't know if that was maybe the girl before and then after she got possessed. I don't know. Some type of possession. I don't know, just... The first picture, though, the black eyes. That's easily re reproducible, though. 
I mean, you did it on your phone in like what, less than a, a minute? Yeah, it looked good, didn't it? Oh, it did look good. It's a good job. What, did you get that on some app or something? Snapchat. Oh, yeah. <laughs> All right, so this next photo is an older one. It looked like uh, it was maybe in the, I don't know, 50s or 60s, probably 60s. Yeah, no color photos yet. Yeah, this was a, a black and white photo of a child with a comb over, and his eyes are very, very dark. It almost looks like he's wearing like a Pennywise, the dancing clown. It does. Pennywise clown suit. Like, if you look closely, though, you can see the outline of his eyes. Yeah, I'm thinking that one maybe just might be not good lighting in the area and the camera quality, maybe. I mean, they did say that some of these black-eyed children had, like, sunken in eyes. They were black, but some of them were, like, sunken in, so maybe? And you know what? If this indeed was a black-eyed child and he went to someone's house in the middle of the night and he did have sunken in eyes like that, easily mistake him for having all black eyes yeah and uh this last one looks like it's from maybe the 80s early 90s it's two children around the ages of five to six i would say yeah maybe seven um both of them are girls i think at least one of them is i don't know about the other one the one to the right is for sure and they have totally black eyes it was like their whole eye sockets have been removed. Yeah. That looks photoshopped, though. It looks like they put like a grain filter over it and then just took those, um, that tool, the spray tool, and sprayed on two eyeballs. Yeah. But these were the supposed photographs of black-eyed children that people claimed that they had. So, listeners, go to our website, take a look at them under references, send us an email, let us know what you think. But that's the first strange fact in finding, which, eh, it's not that great. But this next one, friggin' good, is my favorite. So tell us about it, Daniel. All right. So our next strange fact in finding comes from the Iroquois Indian tribe. Now, this Indian tribe believed in a dark power called the Atgun. This Atgun was an evil one and, according to legend, could take over individuals, particularly males. After it took over a male of the tribe, the Atgun would then make that possessed male mate with as many human females of that tribe as he could. Oh, hell yeah. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> These females would then give birth to black-eyed, chalky-skinned children. These children were killed by the tribe soon after birth and burned to stop them from resurrecting and infecting other members. According to this tribe, not only were adults targets of this octon, but the children were as well. Children who were particularly wandering around alone in the woods could also be taken over by the spirit and would reemerge from the forest with black eyes and pale skin acting nervously while repeating themselves over and over. Now, the entire goal of this octon spirit was to infect the entire tribe so it could destroy everyone in it and, in turn, that would destroy the entire tribe's bloodline. Just something that I found that I thought was very interesting that may be kind of you know connected with the black-eyed children because it fits the description perfectly right yeah all right so dan tell us about this last strange fact and finding all right so our last strange fact and finding is about a medical condition so there is an eye disorder that not many people know about which is called aniridia this eye disorder makes the eye appear to have no iris and that the eyes are completely black it is due to a chromosome mutation, which, side note, this only affects the iris. 
which is the colored part of your eye. It doesn't affect the white part of your eye, which is the sclera. Yeah, so I did find that, and I wanted to throw that in because I thought maybe somebody would mention it. So I was just trying to find like any medical explanation I could for any of these children to maybe have all blacked out eyes. But, I mean, they don't even really need to have a medical condition now in the common age or in the common day because they can just order those blacked out contacts. Those big ass contacts that are all, they make your eyes completely blacked out. Well, there was another condition, which it's called uh, like diphtheria or something like that. Mm. One of the side effects or like one of the symptoms, I want to say side effects, symptoms was that the eyes could darken and I guess around where the eye is, it could sink in a little bit. Oh, okay. But most of it's more of a bacterial in your throat and stuff. All right. Well, that's interesting. Yeah, it's part of a theory. Yeah, so I guess since you brought that up, let's just jump into theories and talk about what could these black-eyed children be or what is causing it or, you know, just theorize, hypothesize. So tell us about this first theory, Dan. All right, the first theory is about demons. The theory is that these children could be the devil or demons trying to enter people's homes and possessing their lives. They seem to need permission to gain entry into our lives in some way. One theory is that these are demonic entities. The act of asking to be let into a house or car is very reminiscent of needing the invite of a vampire into your home before it can enter. Perhaps in some way these creatures need to gain some sort of entry into our energy before they can do whatever they need to. In any case, encounters with black-eyed children always have negative consequences of some sort. Sickness, accidents, and so on are common even after brief encounters with them. All right. And I, I think that's what majority of the individuals, at least I can say majority of the population, think of when they think of black-eyed children, right? Yeah. They think of demons, which, I mean, that's automatically what I thought of, right? It has to be a child that's possessed by a demon. But that's not the only other theory, right? There's another one that these black-eyed children are actually either aliens or that they're alien hybrids. So there is a possibility that these black-eyed children have solid black eyes is because that we know that the gray aliens are reported to have big, solid black eyes. So this makes some people think that the black-eyed children might be some sort of alien-human hybrid, that these gray aliens with these big eyes have mated with female humans who gave birth to the offspring of these children, which I have a very interesting theory of my own personal thought behind this that kind of goes into that, but I'll, I'll save it for later. Okay. So, Dan, uh, tell us about the next theory. So, this theory is that these are just normal kids playing tricks on people, you know, using makeup for the pale skin and contacts for the all black eyes. You know, that's how they get these appearances. And, you know, kids are always pulling pranks on people. And what makes this any different? You know what I mean? Yeah, I mean, I can I can kind of see that. I mean, we've mentioned the contact thing a little bit. Do you have any personal experience with any of that stuff? Yeah, I mean, like, I remember this one prank that these kids pulled. So what happened was me and my brother were coming home from school. My, you know, my mom came and picked us up and we were behind the school bus. And all we see is this kid on the side in the ditch with his bike. And like he's laid out in the ditch and the bus stopped. And, you know, you could hear the lady yelling like, hey, are you OK? Are you OK? 
And this kid, you know, he's just like laying there. Oh, yeah, I'm okay. I'm okay. And I'm just like sitting there watching. I'm just like, oh, shit, it's my neighbor, the neighbor kid. I'm thinking, oh, shit, he's hurt. You know, someone should probably call somebody. But then something caught, you know, caught my attention out the corner of my eye. I look up and up a tree was his buddy with a damn camcorder. So they were doing like jackass stuff, like the TV show Jackass? They were doing like a jackass stuff. So, you know, he was recording and all that stuff. And after the bus pulled away, the other kid jumped down and he went and then the uh, neighbor kid actually jumped on his bike and (laughs) went right down the road into the driveway. Oh, my God. Yeah. And this was, oh, gosh, make me sound old, like 20 something years ago. Damn. He was already preparing to be one of those insurance scam people that jump out in front of your car. Exactly. Damn. So, yeah, you know, kids, kids pull pranks. Okay, I can see that theory. All right. Um. But there's, I mean, we can't forget about ghosts, right? That has to be one of the theories of, of what they could be. I mean, maybe that these kids are actually ghosts of kids who've, who've passed away from, from diphtheria. So what is this diphtheria? I mean, you mentioned it earlier, right, Dan? It's that serious bacterial infection that affects the mucous membranes of your nose and throat. And it is extremely rare in the United States nowadays because of medicine. But it, it doesn't mean that it's still totally gone. I mean, kids still pass away from it. But the, the symptoms are pretty bad. But one of them, like you mentioned, is the fact that your eyes darken and they become sunken in. So what if these children, these black-eyed children, are just ghosts or spirits of the children that have passed away, that have had this diphtheria? And I'm sure I'm pronouncing that wrong. So any medical people, I apologize. I probably said it wrong earlier. It is interesting to think about that that could be a possibility that they're the ghosts of children. Yeah, I honestly, I didn't even think of ghosts until reading this uh, condition up. And I'm just like, oh, definitely could be for sure. It could be. The next one, though, is my favorite. Okay. Well, well what's this next one? This, this one is an interesting one. Like stated in the first theory, what if these kids are actually vampires? Oh, my it, God. <laughs> It kind of makes sense if you think about it. Their clothes are usually outdated or, you know, torn and all that stuff. So maybe they were turned to vampires way back and, you know, they just never really kept up with fashion. They're more about the blood. But uh, the real kicker is how these kids always ask to, like, you know, find a way to enter into your home or, like, say, your vehicle. Like the first guy. You know, who else needs permission to enter your home or? Like property. Vampires, man. Okay. I could see that. You know, they need permission to enter your home. But the thing is, the thing that makes me kind of taken back is maybe they aren't vampires. Is because maybe vampires don't need permission to enter your home. Look at Edward Cullen. He never asked permission to enter the home. I don't think he ever entered uh... (laughs) a... Yeah, he did. He snuck in while she was sleeping like a weirdo. Not that I watch Twilight all the time or anything. Oh, yeah, no. Twilight, what's that? Yeah. Anyways, all right, so let's talk about this last theory before we uh, go into our own personal thoughts and theories behind this. All right, so this last theory is called, quote-unquote, folk tale. So this theory is that, okay, so you remember that Brian dude, Brian Bethel, who originally created the story or originally was the first person who posted about these black-eyed children back in 1998 on that Ghost Hunter forum, right? 
Yeah. Well, what if he found the story of the Octon spirit, right, from that Indian tribe, and he used it and put a twist of his own on that story and then posted it on that ghost adventure form to drive traffic, traffic as in to bring individuals to the form to view his story. Because if you remember back then in 1998, the internet was different. You could have people come to your website and you would make a buku amount of money just off of ad placements on websites. Now you can't make as much now. So what if he owned or knew the person who owned that ghost adventure form? And he was like, I'm going to not only make up a story, but I'm going to in turn make myself famous for making up this claim this origins of the black-eyed children for being the creator of it, but I'm also going to make money while doing it. And since then, people have just been making up stories about these children, and it's grown into an internet story that is entirely made up. Now, I'm not saying that people don't see children, but what if there are children out there that are mentally unstable or are in a bad household and they just haven't slept or they got a medical condition and they go to somebody's household knocking on the door at one or two in the morning and the people, it's, it's dark and they can't see their eyes and they automatically assume, oh shit, it's a black-eyed child. Yeah, I could see that, definitely. So, hmm, that's the last theory. Okay. Now, let's get into personal thoughts on it. First off, I want to ask you a question. Have you ever seen any black-eyed children? No. Okay. Do you believe they exist? Mm, I'm going to say no. Okay. The black eyed children part, I, I just don't believe. Then what do you believe it is that the people are seeing? Probably just kids playing around. Or people like that, say like the one story on Reddit, the guy woke up. Maybe he wasn't seeing clearly. I mean, yeah, okay, he described everything, but he wasn't looking at the kid's eyes or anything like that. Maybe the, that kid really needed help. and He just, he didn't help the kid and... The, now the kid's just glaring at him because I tried to ask you for help. You're talking about the military guy, right? Yeah. Yeah, that was a dick move on his part. Yeah, I mean, I'd, if I was a kid, I'd be glaring at him every time I saw him, too. Like, hey, I really needed your help, and you're an adult. You didn't even help me. Yeah. So you think it's more of like a hallucination. You know how some people, when they wake up, they're still like in the rim state of dreaming, and they hallucinate for just a minute or two after they wake up because their brain still hasn't gotten out of that REM sleep. Do you think maybe that's a possibility? Yeah, that's a possibility. But then you got the Brian guy who was supposedly sitting in his car in front of a theater writing a check. Yeah, that's the or the origin guy, the guy who created the whole, who first posted about it. Yeah, maybe he was just, he wasn't just paying attention. You know, he was too busy writing a check, trying to pay a bill and all that stuff. And these kids are asking for help and he's still trying to do what he's doing. and. Okay. I don't know. All right. Um, so I do have something that I want to mention. Have you seen the movie Vivarium? No. All right. So spoiler alert. If you've never seen the movie Vivarium, I suggest everyone to listen to, or I suggest everyone to go watch it. This is not a paid ad. Vivarium didn't sponsor us in any way. Anyways, so it's a 2019 science fiction horror thriller film, and it's about a couple who goes to a house and it's in a neighborhood that uh, is look that all the houses look the same. And this real estate agent is trying to sell them the house. Well, 
there he's showing them the home and then he just he's he's very odd and weird this guy is um he ends up leaving and the couple tries to drive out of the neighborhood but they can't find their way back or they can't find their way out and eventually they run out of gas trying to leave the neighborhood but they keep ending up in front of that same house that they were shown so this they decide to go and stay in it well then a child shows up in that home and this child is like very weird and he mimics the guy and the girl who are living there. And this guy and girl is told that if they raise the ch- child, then they'll be set free. But this child is different. It's like almost like he's speaking is speaking isn't his normal like language. And he grows insanely fast. Like within a couple months, he's already like at the age of like a nine-year-old it's insane and like within less than a year he's already like in his mid-20s so they're raising this kid and he is very strange well it turns out they're actually raising an alien and the alien is copying and mimicking and observing what the human is doing the humans that are raising him are doing and then at the end of the show, spoiler alert, fast forward at 10 seconds if you don't want to know the spoiler. The guy and the girl gets killed by the alien. He leaves and goes and takes over that same spot where they're selling real estate to get more people to come, more families to buy houses or buy, quote unquote, buy. They're pretty much given that house and where they can't escape and they're raised alien. They raised the aliens to mimic humans so they could go out into the wild and eventually take over. So what if that is what it is? What if these black-eyed children are just aliens that are trying to mimic human behavior as best as they can, and they don't recognize, hey, it's weird as shit if a child randomly appears at 3 o'clock in the morning on your front doorstep asking to come in, almost kind of like a glitch in their programming? Yeah, because, I mean, if they're still learning, they don't know what's bad manners and good manners yet. That's what they're trying to learn. Yeah, so what if that's what it is? The reason it's so prominent in children is because these aliens that are in, ha- are in these human hosts don't know the social norms. They didn't learn them correctly. Just an idea. Now, there was something else that I did want to mention is that, you know that spirit, that Octon spirit? Yeah. What if cult leaders are possessed by this octan spirit because i mean you hear like majority of the cult leaders like to have relations if you know what i mean with their members of their group yeah so what if this spirit is what has possessed all these cult leaders in the past Hmm. i don't know just a thought but if i would have to pick if i believe these black-eyed children exist you know what Based on the fact that I believe in aliens, I do believe that they probably have sent down some humans that are being either controlled or manipulate or being controlled by some alien being to understand and adapt according to human being standards, right? The human species. Or maybe it's not aliens. Maybe it's robots, right? Maybe there's an AI hidden in space that is making these children wrong and they're coming down here and they're malfunctioning. Maybe it's that. Hmm. I don't know. I'm just spitting out stuff at this point, you know. What if it's evil witches? Evil witches? 
Yeah. What do you mean evil witches? Casting uh, spells and stuff on kids. Oh, kind of like voodoo stuff. Yeah, you know, you got like Hansel and Gretel, you know, luring kids and then probably casting spells and stuff on them and whatnot. And these kids escape and they probably like black eyes or something. I don't know. Okay. What if it's, um, have you seen that movie Heredit- uh, Hereditary? I have not, but I think they watched that in Discord. Oh, dude, that movie's scary as shit. Is that the one with the girl that's like clicking, making that clicking noise? Yeah. Yeah, that one demon spirit inhabits that little girl to find a male host. Mm. It's weird. I'm about to watch that. Cause... Yeah. So that's pretty much our episode about black-eyed children. Do you got anything else you want to add to this episode today, Dan? I know I'm staying away from people with, like, all black eyes. Yeah, I don't, I don't blame you. All right. Well, um, that's the end of the episode today. I hope you all enjoyed it. Uh, like I said, Hans will probably be out for the next few episodes. He's currently in the hospital fighting COVID. So send your well wishes and good energy to him because he'll need it. And uh, because he's not on this episode, just like last episode, uh, we're not going to do an on the scene. Since he's the original creator of On the Scene, we're going to wait for him to get back to pick up where we left off from the On the Scene. So now is the best time to go out and get more On the Scenes. But be safe. Yeah, but be safe, please. All right, so that takes us to uh, shout-outs. So, Dan, uh, I'll let you go first this week. What do you got for Facebook and Discord shout-outs? All right, for Facebook, I got Chris B., Alec P, Donnie S, John H the third, Slavic P, Mike H, Thomas P. I'm not saying y'all's last names, just so you know. I'm trying not to dox nobody. Christopher D, Nikolai A W, and of course Mal. That's all I have for Facebook currently. Uh, then of course you got Discord. Uh, Pete Nasty. Justine and you know the two nights ago from you know when we're recording this we had like 15 or 16 people in the lounge you know video on except you know mine was pointing at my fish tank they got to see my fish link but uh you know everyone's just chatting having a blast you know it's like Agamon, Hugh, Tosh, Elorp, Discordian, Zinni, Jazzy, Girls Club, Call Me Jay, Siege, Heisey, Red Deadpool, Lissa, Miss G. You know, just had like a bunch of people in there. It was a blast. So I just wanted to give them a shout out. I'm sorry if I missed anybody. But yeah. Nice. All right. So I'm going to go into Instagram shout outs. I want to shout out Stephanie Stewart, Jess, um, Eric, Leah Kane, Jake Potes. Brandon, our official Theories of the Third Kind bodyguard. Love you. Nice nipples, according to Hans. Um, Haley F., Sarah M., TJ, Connor Bolin, Grace, um, Casey Alves, Ethan Tunstall, Dam Bowden, Felix Para, Tony DeLeon, Ethan Tunstall, Christopher James, Justin Andrew, A. Nicole, Donald Smith, 
Bobby L. Lupe Aquez. Sorry if I pronounced your name wrong. Uh, Jerry Kennedy. Nate. Nasty Nate. Uh, Michael Cleto. Curtis McKimney. McKinney. Curtis McKimney, I think. That's how you pronounce your last name. I'm sorry if it is not. He stated that if you would shout me out, it would make my entire life. Well, there you go, Curtis. I love you and I'm proud of you. Uh, Shay Quinn, Chelsea, Chiva, Terry Ann, Adam Quijas, 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 whatever. Hunter Webb, Jonathan Jones, uh, Joshua M., Elisa Ramirez, Eric Scott, CJ, Pinky, Lucity in the Sky with Diamonds, Benjamin Martinez, Leash, Drew H, Ancient God, Mac, Matt Bogues, Jared Horton, Michael Ramos, Eldodi Riveria, sorry if I pronounced your name wrong, and Kayla. That is all I have for Instagram shoutouts. Um, for, I know I got a couple emails. Let me go. Robert L. Cody Willard. Um, Tony Wheeler. Looney the Lost Kid. Marine Banks. By the way, I've been getting a lot of emails stating that people heard our podcast on the radio. Oh, yeah. For the first I've got a couple of those as well. For those of you that don't know, we ended up signing a contract with Cumulus Network, which we're part of the Cumulus podcast team now. And uh, they own a whole bunch of radio stations around the United States. I think they're, they're like the biggest media company in the United States. And they created an ad for us for a show. And during in between rock songs or country songs or whatever they decided to play it on. Uh, they'll run like a 60-second ad of our podcast, which is really cool because we're actually getting a lot of listeners that way. So yeah. thank you, everybody, who you know sends us that. And by the way, if anybody can catch a recording of our ad being played on the radio, uh, I'll send them uh, a T-shirt of their pick out of our entire sold-out inventory. So we do have some backups that we don't sell. So, yeah. Um, so I got a couple more shout-outs. John Cox and Giorgio Sanchez. Thank you, everybody, for the love, for the messages. We're sending it right back to you. I love you all, and I am proud of you all. Yes. All right. So, Dan, do you got anything else you want to add to today's episode? Hey, if anybody's ever met any of these black eyed children, got any pictures, videos, or anything, send them our way. Yeah. Email them to us at Aaron at theories of the third kind.com or you can send it to Dan at Dan at theories of the third kind.com. We'd love to see him. Definitely. All right. Well, I want to thank you for joining us today. And again, thank you for the support. You are all amazing, every single one of you. So with that being said, Dan, do you want to roll us out? Sure will. It's okay to be out of this world with your thoughts. Because you are not alone.